Pediatric facial fractures. Trauma is a significant cause of morbidity and death in children. Trauma to the head is the most common anatomic site, and while facial fractures are infrequent, they can be severe and have lifelong consequences. Younger patients have more elastic, cartilaginous, and bony structures in the face and a larger cranium to face ratio. Thus, fractures in very young children are rare. The growth patterns of the face dictate age-specific fracture patterns that differ from adults. Though isolated, facial fractures can occur. Concurrent traumatic injuries to other nearby sites must always be considered, including injuries affecting the head, eyes, brain, neck, and airway. Etiology. Facial fractures in children are typically caused by blunt trauma such as falls, sports injuries, transportation incidents, including automobiles, bicycles, skateboards, etc., assault, and child abuse. Uh, penetrating facial injuries, while rare, may also occur. The neonatal skull is proportionally larger than the face and the forehead protrudes over the face. As the child grows, the, fa the face expands to comprise a greater relative area to the head until adult proportions are reached in teenage years. Subsequently, traumatic head injuries in young children are more likely to spare the face while the skull injury is sustained. Pediatric facial bones are more elastic and have more cartilage than adult bones. This means more flexibility and compression. Given similar mechanisms to adult injuries, children have fewer relative facial fractures for this reason. When fractures occur, they often are minimally displaced and do not show in the classic fracture patterns, such as Lafort injuries described in adults. Nasal fractures are the most common fracture overall due to the prominence of the nasal bridge and minimal surrounding structural support. Fracture sites uh, relate to age-dependent development of the sinuses and, to a lesser degree, the stage of dentition. During development, bone initially thickens before becoming fully pneumatized and thinning into the final adult structural bone. The site of the active bone growth and early pneumatization will be thicker and more resistant to fractures than later thin adult-like bone. Epidemiology each year in the United States, pediatric trauma causes 12,000 deaths and at least 8 million ER encounters. Among all patients with facial fractures, fewer than 15% are children. Most facial fractures in children are limited to soft tissues, with only 10-15% to 15 of pediatric facial injuries resulting in facial fractures. However, more than half of all facial fractures present are associated with concurrent additional severe injuries beyond the face. Many facial, minor facial trauma are treated at home and may be underreported. Fractures are likely to cause significant pain and swelling and are therefore most likely accurately reported than soft tissue trauma to the face. Males are more likely to have facial fractures than females, during, uh, especially during adolescence when males are approximately twice as likely to present with fractures than females. Facial fractures are rare below the age of six, wherein skull fractures are most likely to be the result of head or facial trauma. Half of all fracture presentations are seen in the ages of 10 to 18 years. When fractures occur, roughly half are the result of motor vehicle collisions. Beyond motor vehicle collisions, bicycle accidents and sports injuries comprise most of the remaining trauma etiologies in school-aged children, while infants and toddlers are more likely to suffer from falls. Adolescent males are the demographic group most likely to become injured from assault. Fracture location can be age-dependent, both due to activities undertaken affecting the location of a likely blunt trauma and differential areas of bone growth and the laxity with age. Nasal fractures are generally thought to be the most common facial fractures, though they are likely underreported as they do not necessitate evaluation at a trauma center 
from which most pediatric facial trauma data are drawn. Fracture patterns described in adults such as Lafort injuries are rare in pediatric patients. The changes made through facial development correspond to different stress points to fracture locations. These patterns are generally only seen in older adolescents and account for less than 2% of fractures. History and physical history. An accurate account of the events in a traumatic injury, including changes in mental status, sensory and motor function, range of motion, vision, and associated symptoms is critical in evaluating trauma. Considering the child's age, supporting history from parents, uh, coaches, and first responders are likely to be needed. Children rarely have underlying medical conditions that contribute to traumatic presentation or offer complications such as the use of anticoagulation. Nonetheless, these routine historical questions should still be pursued as they may change management, along with reports of allergies, vaccinations, particularly tetanus, and last meal. Patients might report swelling or stiffness to the head, jaw, eyes, or nose. Feeling that teeth are loose or the presence of a history of epistaxis does not change the likelihood of facial fractures. Sensations that something is stuck or catching persistent diplopia, subjective malocclusion or paresthesia of the face should be raised concern for fractures. Physical exam. A careful physical exam is critical in children. Depending on the age, they may not communicate a complete history of traumatic event or relay all of their symptoms. A calm, relaxed patient will be more accommodating to the extensive and careful examination. Examination success can be improved by being held by a parent or, con or in consideration of pain control distraction or Anxiolosis. A facial examination should be systematic. The exact approach is not as important as long as all aspects are examined. One method is to attempt the exam in three dimensions, superior and inferior, lateral to medial, then superficial to deep. Musculoskeletal and skin. For wound evaluations, determine the depth and explore any damage to muscles, tendons, vessels, nerves, and ducts. Facial nerve palsy after blunt trauma is suspicious for fracture of the temporal bone. Some amount of pain and stiffness with the range of motion is expected after trauma. Bony tenderness and soft tissue swelling are suggestive of, but nonspecific, for facial bone fractures. However, crepitus near a sinus is more strongly correlates with an underlying fracture. Eyes. If direct eye trauma has occurred, an examination of the eyes should, be, should occur early as periorbital swelling can develop and hinder a later exam. An extraocular range of motion impairment suggests entrapment, possibly in a fracture of the orbital rim. Mouth and intraoral examination. The examination of the mouth for fractures focuses on the upper and lower jaws, teeth, and temporomandibular joint, TMJ. In addition to bony tenderness, particular trismus, malocclusion, or dental laxity with palpation, gingival ecchymosis, or lacerations may be signs of fractures in the mandible or maxilla. Treatment or management. As with most traumatic injuries, facial, pediatric facial fractures benefit from ice, rest, and pain control. Once fractures are identified, the appropriate specialist should be consulted for further management and treatment recommendations. These specialists may include any of the following pediatric specialists in facial surgery, ophthalmology, neurosurgery, anesthesia, psychiatry, as well as any other team that is clinically indicated for consultation. Prognosis. Pediatric facial trauma prognosis is generally good, though the more the bones are involved, it adds to the chance for long-term deformity and need for surgical repair. Reassuringly, pediatric osteochondral tissues are adept at remodeling, and most patients heal well with minimal, later discernible evidence of injury. 
complications. Possible complications include growth abnormality or long-term disfiguration, infection, long-term dental effects, psychosocial effects, visual acuity distortion, persistent uh, paresthesia or muscle weakness, post-traumatic or chronic facial pain.